Hi, this is Larson Hicks, and welcome to my podcast, where I rant and rave about whatever it is I'm currently thinking about, and also occasionally bring in much smarter guests for longer conversations about topics they're passionate about. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. Hello, it is Larson Hicks. It's good to have you here. Um, just wanted to upload a quick video slash podcast recording, or however you're ingesting this content um, about the topic of masculine worship. And, I, you know, there's nothing new for me to add to this conversation. If you're following this conversation, you've heard everything here. So go ahead and skip this video. Uh, but if there's a new concept to you, then I'd like to like to introduce you to it or at least expose you to this this uh, issue. And, and, and it's really just that, that I think, um, men are not interested in, um, being led and worshiped by a woman, um, or an, an effeminate man. And, um, I've heard this said by a lot of people, Doug Wilson and Yuri Brito and, uh, Michael Foster, um, and others. But, um, but I think that's just true, and this is one of the reasons why Scripture commands that um, that leaders in church be men, um, is that their lead that a, that a woman uh, is is designed and happy to follow uh, a man, uh, but men are not designed to follow women. Um, and when it comes to worship, you've got a lot of um, even if it's a man that's leading, it is it is they're not leading men in a masculine way. They're not leading worship. Uh, for men, <laughs> it's worship for women, um, and I can say I feel like I I have some ability to say this uh, without uh, malice in my heart uh, because I, I was a worship leader um, as a teenager in my early twenties um, at my church and and in uh, lots of different settings. I did a lot of worship leading and uh, and playing a lot of contemporary worship music, and and I would say not all of it was terrible, um, but a lot of it was. Um, and I, and I would say a lot of it was um, very emotional, and um, and that was kind of the purpose. It was, let's get emotional. Um, emotion's good. Uh, being emotional in worship is good. I don't I don't have any problem with that um, necessarily. Although we want to be people, men especially, want to be uh, to, to have their emotions under control, um, and we don't want to uh, train ourselves in uh, just sort of letting loose of our emotions at any given time. Um, but it's also, um, which emotions, you know, um, are, are appropriate for the worship of God. Um, and I think a survey of scripture, um, will, will point to, uh, emotions like fear and awe, uh, trembling, um, uh, but also, um, praise and, um, and 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 enthusiasm for what who who God is and what He's doing, um, and a lot of it is celebrating and thanking God for the victories that He has accomplished, um, not just Christ on the cross, but also in um, destroying enemies. Um, you know, we don't have to guess at what appropriate worship music is or should be because God gave us a book of worship music. Um, there's 150 psalms that we have, and that really should be our template. Um, and and the template shouldn't be, um, let's take the the verse out of the passage that reminds us 
that would that would work best as a hallmark card um and let's 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 turn that into a worship song and let's repeat it um let's repeat it 75 times uh, almost like a mantra let's get into a mantra um where we're just like um where we're kind of just turning our brains off and getting ourselves worked up if you if you look at at hinduism or, or different religions that actually practice you know have the practice of of uh, mantras and and of um of kind of meditation there's a lot of similarities actually that we're kind of stealing uh from 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 them um you know we just sang this at a recent um beer and hymns and i'll talk about that in a second what is what is beer and hymns but uh somebody requested one of the my favorite things about uh this thing I, I've been doing for eight years now called Beer and Hymns is that these men request the music. And I, I just say, what do you want, guys want to sing? And I've got a big hymnal. And undoubtedly, it's 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 a lot of masculine hymns, you know. Um, not, not a big surprise. It's a bunch of men who want to sing The Son of God Goes Forth to War. Or they want to sing... Um, or they want to sing, uh, for, you know, for all the saints or um, Luther, you know, um, uh, a mighty fortress. You know, there's there's so many glorious, uh, triumphant, uh, masculine songs, um, hymns, but also somebody, you know, we we get a lot of requests now uh, from people who attend our church for for psalms. We sing a lot of settings of the psalms, and uh, you know. Uh, Psalm 76. I, I, I'm I'm tempted to read the whole thing. Uh, in in Judah, God is known. His name is great in Israel. His abode has been established in Salem. His dwelling place in Zion. There he broke the flashing arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Glorious are you, more majestic than the mountains, full of prey. The stout-hearted were stripped of their soil, their spoil. They sank into sleep. All the men of war were unable to use their hands. Um. I'll stop, um, but go read go read Psalm seventy six. Um, this is a worship song. Uh, can you sing these things? Uh, um, yeah, there's a psalm that we sing. Gosh, I'm I'm spacing on which number it is, um, but we we sing a song that that talks about you know, listen, oh you stupid people. Um, that's it's a direct quote from scripture. Do we have any uh, hymns uh, or 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 worship songs that call uh wicked people wicked uh or stupid um the psalms do um god's god's hymn book does and so um i think a lot of this these songs make um make people uncomfortable make women uncomfortable perhaps um although i will just say this um if you look in scripture for all the songs and uh poems uh and speeches given by women uh they are some of the most um, terrifyingly, uh, powerful, um, uh, songs, uh, in scripture. Um, if you look at, for instance, um, the song of Miriam, you know, in, in Exodus, she talks about how, uh, sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously the horse and its rider. He has thrown into the sea. That's the song that Miriam sings. Um, and, uh, it's, it's one example of many, so, um, so I think worship ought to be masculine and, uh, and, you know, we planted a church here in Huntsville uh, about two years ago and it's grown very quickly. We're like 
350 people on Sundays, about about 325 members or so, and and growing. I mean, we've we've got five or six families in the wings that will be joining over the next couple of weeks. So it's just it's it's been you know our city's growing, our church is growing. It's exciting, and I don't think it's you know I, I think it's a work of God. It's a it's it's a phenomenon of just being a part of a in a city that's growing and people new people coming to town looking for a good church, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't try to take a lot of credit for it, but but I do a lot of interviews for new families. And one of the most common things when I say, hey, tell me about how you found us, you know, how'd you find our church and why'd you guys decide to stay? And there's a variety of reasons why people found us. Um, we found it because of fill in the blank. Um, but we stayed uh, because we had never been to a church where the men sang, especially the men sang loudly. Uh, and 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 it was uncanny to walk into that worship service and look around and hear all these masculine voices that were loud and and actually stronger than all the other voices um and that was and and for a lot of these families it's like i don't know what this is but let's come back and check this out (laughs) let's figure out what's going on here because this is unusual to have a room full of men singing boldly um and, uh, and, and so, you know, I, one of the things I've said uh, a bunch of times about um, my own role in this church plan is I don't know that I've brought a whole lot, um, but, but the one thing I think has been impactful that I have brought is just, is just uh, singing. You know, it's just being a man who loves to sing and, and who is actively trying to, to instill that inculcate that in our in the men in our church in our community so i mentioned beer and hymns a minute ago and and i would encourage you to steal this idea because uh, it's such a cool thing um it was something that you know there was there was something like beer and hymns i think there has been specifically some an event called beer and hymns or beer and psalms in moscow idaho where we used to live and and i'm sure that was going on before i left uh, and i think i went to one but it was like at someone's house. It was a private event. There was beer and they were singing and it was great. It was men. It might've been men and women. I, it, anyway, it was a small thing. Um, but then my friend Joffrey Swate, um, if you don't follow Joffrey online, you should. Joffrey the Giant. Um, he's wonderful. My dear friend Joffrey uh, was down in a, in South Carolina. I had started a Christian men's rugby team in, in uh, Moscow and he was like man that's such a cool idea can I steal that idea and I was like yeah do it so he started a Christian men's team and, he, and we were called St. Andy's and he, he called his team St. Andrews same colors and everything so Christian men's rugby team so then one day he told me yeah I've been doing this beer and hymns thing and we just go to just a group of guys and we go to a pub and we sing hymns together and fellowship and I was like that's a great idea can I steal that from you and he was like yeah go for it and so um we started doing it. I started putting these things together when we first moved here. We we um, and and made a point of encouraging people to invite their friends from other churches. Just said, hey, if you know a guy who you think might be crazy enough to be interested in something like this, send him our way. And for me, um, part of it was like I'm just trying to find my people. I'm in a new town, and and if you're weird enough and crazy enough to want to go to a public place like a like a brewery or a pub of all places and sing hymns with me you're probably someone I want to get to know better you know and so it was it was a great way to just sort of find my people um and I started doing it monthly 
And literally, you know, I send out an email. I've, I've grown a mailing list. We've probably got a couple, we probably have five or 600 people on this mailing list now. And we've had hundreds of guys from, from probably close to a hundred churches around Huntsville. Uh, I stopped keeping traps track several years ago, but it was like at 50 or 60 when I stopped keeping tracks. So there's, there's been lots of men from lots of churches and, um, and, and I'm always encouraging people go, go invite your buddies, you know? Um, and we get groups of people from all kinds of random places, guys that like work out together and Hey, you should come to this thing. But, um, but all we do is we show up and, and I used to bring a little packet of hymns. Um, and now, now I bring a big, uh, box full of hymnals. We just pass them out. Everyone gets a beer and visits for a while. Uh, and then, and then we stand up and we sing. And after our first round of singing, somebody prays just to kind of bless the evening. And then we take a break for 20 minutes and just visit and hang out. And then we do another round of singing. And usually we sing three or four or five songs. And I just let guys shout out, what do you want to sing? Um, in the early days, I tried to guide it a little more where, where I was trying to pick stuff that was like well-known, stuff that most people have grown up with and, and is common. It's a big enough group now, and they and they sing loudly enough that that if you if you don't know the song, you're gonna pick it up pretty quick. And so we just I, I pretty hands off, um, just and and I lead. I just lead a cappella. It's something I'm comfortable doing. Uh, and so uh, that that's about all I contribute is just sending an email, showing up, and uh, and helping get get each song started. Um, but that's been a wonderful, I think, um, way to build a culture, uh, in our, in, 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 in our town of, of men who love to sing and who are, who are comfortable singing, uh, singing in public. Um, it's like evangelism or public prayer, you know, I mean, it's, it's something that, that takes it, that especially your first time feels really weird and takes a little bit of, um, takes a little bit of courage. You know, the beer helps. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Um, and you know, it's, it's, the it's it, it tends to be a pretty worshipful time there are several men um especially the first time you see will be moved emotionally like wow this is i've never this 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 is something special um and it's glorious we have guys who are raising their hands and closing their eyes and it's great um so um uh, it's emotional you know i get emotional we sang um this last time rise again you lion hearted um which is a glorious hymn, uh, unknown author, I believe, but, um, but, um, you know, rise again, you lie. It's about the saints of old, you know, the martyrs, um, you know, rise again, you lion hearted, um, uh, saints of old. Um, I'm looking for the lyrics here. Um, I just was looking this up the other day. Um, but it's a, it's a glorious hymn. And uh, it gets me every time, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, um, inspired, you know, by, by these saints of old, um, these, these men who were unshaken by fear and, and in the face of, of persecution of death, uh, you know, uh, died in, in the, in the, on the arena's bloody sand. Um, and at the end of the, at the end of the, uh, the song, it, it, it says, uh, would that I might even, um, would that I might even, um, well, I'm trying to find the lyric. I apologize. Um, I don't have it at my hand. Uh, but, but essentially, um, 
would that I would have the kind of faith and the kind of courage that these men had. Um, here it is. I found it. Um, would that I might even as the martyred saints of old with the helping hand of heaven steadfast stand and battle bold. Oh my God, I pray thee in the combat, stay me grant that I might ever be loyal, staunch and true to thee. That's a glorious, glorious hymn. Um, and there's so many I could I could just go on and on and on about all the hymns that I love. Um, but that's the thing is is it's is uh, having a bunch of men who love who love worshiping God, who love singing, uh, who feel um, like men. They can do it uh, while being a man. I think a lot of modern worship music to uh, masculine men feels gay. You know, it feels like a uh, it feels like this like. Jesus is my boyfriend kind of love song, you know, to Jesus, which is just inappropriate. And just a man shouldn't feel comfortable singing that. Um, he is not the bride of Christ. Uh, the, the church is the bride of Christ corporately, but, but a a dude, neither a dude nor a woman should look at Jesus as their boyfriend. And that's gross. And that's weird. And that's not how we should think about God. And that's not how we should worship him. Um, and that's a common thing. I mean, I've heard I've heard women talk about like, oh, just it's so romantic my relationship with Jesus, and it's like that's weird. Uh, it shouldn't be. <laughs> you know? That's not. He's not your lover. Um, he loves your soul. He loves you, and he loves his bride, the church, um, and he's faithful and true to her. Um, but but that's not that's not like about you and Jesus having a romantic relationship. And, but, but so many of our worship songs try to conjure that image and try to have that kind of vibe of, you know, setting the mood for a romantic dinner or something. And we're going to, we're going to snuggle up to Jesus and dudes don't feel comfortable singing that stuff. It feels gay and uh, that's appropriate. They should feel that way. And, and so, uh, consequently you have a bunch of men who just sit there quiet in church and, you know, there's other factors. I mean, obviously the, the worship service is, you have dim lights, you know, like a romantic restaurant or, or, a, or a movie theater, um, you know, and, and then everybody on the stage is all mic'd up with loud instruments and everything else. And so nobody can really hear themselves. You can't even really hear yourself think much less hear yourself or the people around you singing. Um, I've always, uh, there have been times and I'd love to hear this caught on a recording sometime. Maybe if you've seen this, send me this, but like, I would love to hear just at the, at the height of a worship song at a contemporary worship service to hear the power cut out, you know, and all the mics go dead and all the, all the electric guitars go dead and just hear what, what the congregation sounds like singing. Um, is my experience in most of those settings is you look around and you have people that are like raising their hands and like feeling it, but it's mostly mumbling, you know, it's mostly just, you just like not really singing. You know, certainly not singing skillfully unto the Lord as we're commanded to do in the Psalms. Um, so anyway, that's my little rant on on um, masculine worship. I'm gonna I'm gonna share a link uh, to uh, to a podcast episode from "It's Good to Be a Man" uh, several years ago, where uh, uh, Michael Foster talks about this. I thought it was great. I thought the way he thought the way he approached it. It's really short, 13 minutes or something. So listen to it because um, it's really good. I just listened to it again this morning. Um, but anyway, I think this should be a priority for the church. Um, this should be, this should be pretty high up there. I think if you're a, a church who's trying to recover ground, um, and turn from 
a lot of the silliness uh, that, that we're seeing in, in the modern evangelical church, this is a great place to start. It's just recover masculine singing and uh, and inspire your men to participate. And they will. I mean, they will. If you if you scrap the, the gay stuff, uh, the men will gladly jump in and sing. We're doing at our church, uh, we're doing a singing boot camp because we've had so many people join that came from backgrounds where, where they never actually sang themselves. It was mostly just watching other people singing. That was worship. And so we got a lot of people who are like, man, I love the singing here. I'm so inspired. It's such a blessing. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I don't even know how to hit. Like, I don't know what the notes mean. I don't know if they're going up or down. I don't know how to make my voice do that. And so we're like, okay, yeah, we got to we gotta support that. So we're, we're flying out a a worship, uh, a, a music uh, minister uh, who's going to come and spend a, a long weekend with us doing kind of a singing boot camp. Um, and, uh, and so we're going to try to, you know, keep, keep teaching our people and discipling our people. We do a lot of um, in the home, you know, different families will host uh, psalm sings, hymn sings in their homes. Um, I've seen it at uh, Yuri Brito's church in Pensacola. They call them, uh, I think they call them, uh, psalm roars or hymn roars or something like that. They, they, it's a wine and hymn roar or something. And it's like, Hey, we're going to get in someone's home. We're going to have some wine and hors d'oeuvres and we're going to belt out, uh, hymns with all, all the gusto we've got. And there's videos, I think online of them doing those sorts of things. It's glorious. So anyway, just want to, uh, say my, 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 bit about uh, the importance of, of masculine worship. Um, I think it's transformative uh, for the whole family. Um, but, but especially, uh, you know, men, men need to be engaged in their faith. And um, it starts with the right worship of God. That's really where it starts. Um, and, uh, and that's where their souls are are shaped and formed and transformed, and that's where they're inspired and filled and um, blessed and and um, sent out every week. So, uh, worship worship's a big deal. Um, it's a very big deal. It's actually what we're going to be doing for all of eternity, as it turns out. Um, every picture in the scriptures that we see of heaven is of a worship service. Um, it seems like that's what's happening in heaven, <laughs> and so. And so it's not like a, a secondary or you know, tertiary thing. It's this is the thing. Um, and so we should get it right. We should care about it. And it shouldn't be the status quo. It shouldn't. The status quo should not be that men check out during worship um, and during the music part of worship. Men should be leading it. Men should be uh, the the leading their families, you know, and 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 worshiping with the most enthusiasm, the most gusto. Uh, uh, in their family and their kids should, should be following suit. And they will. That's what, that's what ends up happening is the, the wife and kids love it. They love following their, their dad who is worshiping, um, with gusto. So there it is. Hope that's helpful. Love to hear your thoughts, comments, uh, questions, rebukes. I'm sure there's, there's some, I've, I've made somebody mad. So, um, thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk to you next time.